Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. episode and I realised that I introduced it as episode 167 when really it's episode 168 so rather than redo the whole thing just a quick um, just to let you know that this is episode 168 so that means that the show notes page for this episode will be englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 168 Hello and welcome to episode 167 of the English with Kirsty podcast and today we're talking about New Year, no more missed opportunities, because everyone has good intentions for the New Year, don't they? It's just what you do. The January the 1st comes around and everyone starts thinking about what they're going to do better or differently. But I think sometimes it's also things that we're not going to do. Um, and one thing that I don't want to do is to, to waste opportunities. Um, and I want to talk about that in terms of how we can waste opportunities as a language learner or as somebody who uses languages in their job. Because I think it's probably relevant to a number of, of listeners. And even if this particular thing isn't relevant to you, maybe look at how you can apply the ideas that I'm talking about today to, to your situation, because everybody's different. Many of us talk about New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year and by in, within a couple of days, those resolutions have been broken. Um, I used to do this. I don't do it so much now, partly because I'm more realistic in, in my goals and partly because I've, I've learned a few things about setting goals and making plans and how to make plans in a way that means that you don't waste your time because who wants to waste their time? Nobody. And, and most of us don't have time to waste. So the things that I've decided to do differently this year, both in my business and my personal life, they're on the spreadsheet because if you write them down, you become accountable. Some people like to share them. I don't really feel the need to do that. Um, so I haven't written a blog post about them or anything like that, but I do have them on my spreadsheet and I have what I intend to do and how I can measure that, like a, a tracker on the spreadsheet. So if I plan to do something, how will I know if I've achieved it or how can I monitor the, the steps that I'm taking to make sure I'm going to get there? And I think that's really important as well because it, most people wait until it's quite late on December the 31st and, and decide what they're going to do. And maybe they've had a couple of glasses of wine as well um, and, and they don't always set the most realistic goals. But if you're serious about changing things, then yeah, have, have a goal and have a way to, to track whether or not you met it. Um, but it's also a good time to, even if you're not going to do something specific, like I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to start doing this, sometimes it's just a time to think about the habits that we have and the way that you want to change them to, to maybe be better at something. It doesn't have to be a complete 180 degrees turnaround, I'm going to stop doing X or I'm going to start doing Y. Sometimes it's just I'm going to be better at a thing that I'm already doing but I haven't really bothered with much because life keeps getting in the way. So sometimes it's just, yeah, I'm already doing this thing but I want to do better. And I think a lot of the time with language learning it can be a bit like that. So people are already trying hard to improve their language skills but just to, to spend a bit more time doing it or to reach the next level or to, to put yourself in a situation that is maybe a bit more difficult. So it doesn't have to be 
you know, something completely new, like I'm going to learn to do something I've never done before. It could just be I'm going to be better and I'm going to work a bit harder. Um, and sometimes I think a way to really decide what you want that to be is to think, OK, by the end of 2020, if I'm looking back, what do I want to have achieved and what do I need to do to get there? Because that's another reason why people fall down with these ideas is they they think, yeah, that'd be great if I could do this. And then they don't think, OK, well, what are the small steps that you need to take to, to reach that, that big goal? So I mentioned today that I want to talk about wasted opportunities. So what is a wasted opportunity? Um, it can be all kinds of things. It can be not contributing to a discussion at work because you're not sure that what you want to say sounds good or sounds right or that people will understand it. It's just, just staying silent when you could have said something. It could be not speaking up in a meeting when you have a good idea because everybody else seems so confident and, and they know what they're talking about and, and you don't feel that confidence when using English to communicate your ideas. Or maybe you don't feel that confidence at all, whether it's your own language or another language. But it's having seeing an opportunity where you could contribute something and not doing it for, for lots of different reasons. So that, that too is a missed opportunity. Um, for those who are learning English, not applying for a job because you know that either in the job interview or in the job itself, you'll need to use more English and you don't feel so good about that or you don't feel so confident about that. It could just be more of a day to day thing where you don't put yourselves in positions where people will notice you more. So speaking up or being more um, outspoken or having more ideas just being noticed more it's it's easier to kind of hide and and fade into the background and, and not make yourself noticed and if there are any things like this well what can you do about it sometimes it just comes down to doing the thing that scares you so if it's if it's the job just apply for the job and and once you've sent off the application you've set the ball rolling and you know you're in that pool of candidates now and if you get called for an interview then you'll need to prepare for the interview and prepare to speak English or prepare to demonstrate that you can do that um, if it's speaking up in meetings sometimes it is just saying the thing that you you want to say start small don't start with a whole new idea but just start contributing to this to a discussion but go into the meeting thinking okay I will say something today doesn't matter you know obviously it should be something that add value, adds value but you know trying to tell yourself I will say something in this meeting if that's not something you usually do um, I know for myself I've looked at trying to address missed opportunities in the past um, I I've always been a bit I, I like to hide behind my laptop. So last year I decided it would be a good idea for me to do some face to face networking as well, um, because for a lot of my work, it, it's not really relevant or important because a lot of the people I work with are not in the UK. But some of the services I offer are relevant to people locally. And I decided that face to face networking isn't my favorite thing, but I was going to go and try and do it anyway. So I signed up for the meeting. That's the first step done. But I didn't want to go. <laughs> um, and so I made things easier. I um, Someone kindly offered me a lift. I started talking to people that were in my area that were going and, and somebody uh, offered me a lift, which was really nice of her. So I started talking to her a bit and that made it easier because I wouldn't be walking in on my own. 
but I still didn't want to go. <laughs> and I was sitting in my house about half an hour before I was supposed to be going thinking, I really don't want to go. I could just cancel. I could just say something came up. It'd be really easy and okay, I'd lose my deposit, but you know, it'd be, it'd be really easy to not go. But I went and I said, no, you've committed to this. There isn't a really good reason why you shouldn't go. So just go. And if you really hate it, you never have to go again, but at least go and try it. Just do this thing that you don't want to do. And it was good. I mean, I do find these things a bit more, I don't know, big groups of people wear me out in a way that one-to-one -one conversations don't. So I'm never going to be someone that loves this kind of thing, but it is useful. You can make a lot of good connections. You can grow. It's, it's good. So I enjoyed the evening, but I, I had to really kind of push myself to do it because naturally it's not something I would have done. And then it happened again. It wasn't quite as bad, but the next one I signed up for, it, it got to nearly time to go. And I thought it wasn't as bad as the first time, but I still wasn't thinking, great, we're doing face-to-face -face networking tonight. It's like, oh, oh I, I think I want to go, but I still, I, I couldn't get the enthusiasm for it. But when I actually got there, it wasn't, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And it wasn't as stressful. Um, and that sometimes it just takes pushing yourself to do something that you don't really want to do. But if you commit to it, um, then say, OK, this is this is an evening of your life. If you really don't like it, you don't have to go back. But if you think it could be useful, then try it. And maybe you'll surprise yourself if you just push yourself out of the comfort zone. So I'm now part of two networking groups. I have at least one new customer from it, although that's not entirely why I signed up. It was more about the, the networking with, with people and learning and sharing experience and you know that that kind of thing that you don't get when you are working on your own without being in a company that was my original plan but of course if I get customers from it as well that's a nice thing um, but the point is it's not something I I really enjoy doing or felt comfortable doing but I thought it would be a good idea and I did it and sometimes you can do all kinds of things to build up to it but the, the real thing you have to do is to do the thing um, and it's similar with my story when it comes to speaking German in front of other people. I knew I could do it. I, I had to do it. I had to speak in front of the mayor when I went to do the school exchange. Um, nobody wanted to do it. And I felt a bit sorry for our teacher because I, I quite liked her. Um, I thought she was a good teacher and she really wanted someone to do it. And nobody wanted to. So I said, OK, I'll do it. So I knew that I could speak in public in front of people in German because I did it when I was... 17 so it's hard um the act of public speaking I, I don't find that so hard I don't find public speaking and that particular time was easier because I had a script uh, that had been agreed and worked out in the beginning it's more the spontaneous public speaking which I I don't enjoy but that's because it's specifically in German in English I don't mind that at all so it's definitely for me a language-based thing um, but I knew this and I knew that if I wanted to use German somehow at work, then I would need to get over this. So I started small by just talking to my friends because if they were my friends, they, they shouldn't laugh at me. They shouldn't be mean to me. They were my friends. So I started talking to friends. Um, then I worked in a voluntary role, so I wasn't paid for it, but it was really good experience for me. I was I was working full time at the same time. It wasn't instead of a job, but it was something I did. Um, in a voluntary capacity, I I hid behind my laptop for about a year. I, I was involved in all kinds of 
areas of the project, but I never called anybody. I never used Skype. I hid behind my laptop and wrote loads of emails and I got a lot done. I developed some good working relationships with quite a lot of the people in the team because I invested time in that. And I knew I was better at emailing than speaking to people, but in the end I had to speak to people. And <clears throat> I went to a face to face meeting and it was terrifying and but I did it. I, I knew that I would find it terrifying. I knew that I didn't really want to go, but I also knew that if they were really going to, to know who I was as a member of their team, then I needed to do something face to face and, and get to, to know the people that I'd been working with for the last year. So I, I did it and it was hard. And then I went to another one and that was also hard, but not quite as hard. But it doesn't get from, you know, it doesn't just become perfect the next time. It, it's degrees of difficulty to the point where you don't think about it as much. But again, that's, you know, you just have to get the thing done. I also did a German course. Um, nobody's ever asked to see the qualification I got at that German course. It was after my um, school education. I, I did something with a, uh, a German organisation that does accredited courses, but it made me feel more confident to get the result that I wanted from the course. Um, and that gave me a bit more confidence. Um, and now I use German every day at work. I, I speak to people. I still sometimes feel a bit nervous if I have to present something or explain something to new people. Um, or if I take part in a networking group in German where it's all in German, I still feel nervous. It's not that those nerves have completely gone away, but it's part of my everyday life now and I, I get on with it. I, it's not to the point where I just can't do it. So I know I can do it and I also speak German in my lessons because certainly for beginners or intermediate learners, you know, we sometimes have conversations in German. I help with vocabulary, I sometimes explain things. So, you know, it's, it's part of my everyday life now, but it is something in the past that I struggled with. I, but I faced my fear and, and now I can do it. Um, but this wasn't always the case. I know that there are a lot of missed opportunities in relation to this in the past. And that's why I went about changing it because I didn't want to keep missing opportunities. But I did sit in meetings and, and had good ideas that would have solved the problem we were discussing and I didn't contribute them because I was hoping someone else would do it. And invariably they didn't because they were my ideas. How would anybody else know what they were? Um, before working for myself, I wanted to work for a multilingual company. And some of the reasons I didn't do that was because a lot of the roles were in sales and I didn't want to work in sales. But the other part was just, oh, I didn't think I could do it. I, I never wanted to put myself forward in a situation where I might fail. And that's a sure way to fail if you don't try. You, you're not going to succeed. Okay, you may not fail, but you won't succeed either. Whereas if you try, then you've got a chance. Um, and like now, I never publish, I never write on the blog or do a podcast episode in German. I have got some German articles on my blog, but they have generally been um, translated or at least proofread by other people. It's not just me writing something and sticking it out there on the on the internet. And part of that is because I want to look professional. I don't want to make mistakes. But part of that is because um, I'd just rather not because there might be mistakes. Um, I never do interviews in German. Somebody asked me to come on their podcast and, and do a German interview. And I, well, it never happened. But I think I agreed to it, but I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. And I was hoping she wouldn't ask me again. So <laughs> she didn't. Um, 
but you know these things where I, I could do more with the language skills that I have but sometimes I look for the easy way out and that's something I need to look at this year and challenge myself to maybe go a bit further with using those language skills. So how about you? Were there any missed opportunities for you last year? And if there were, what could you do to change them into opportunities for you to, to grow or to, to meet new people or to further your career or to do something different? What, what could you do differently this year to make sure that these things don't happen if, if they happen last year? So, as I said earlier on, sometimes you just have to do the thing. There isn't a way around it. You can't, you know, you can prepare yourself all you want to, but eventually you're going to have to do the thing, like apply for the job or decide to speak in a meeting or decide you're going to call someone rather than sending them an email. Um, but sometimes you need a bit more help. So I do offer services. This isn't just a sales pitch, but I do offer services that could help people with these problems. So, you know, that would be an option. I have conversation classes one to one. I have um, language and communication training to help people um, with with grammar, with vocabulary. Um, I have specific grammar courses. I have specific writing courses. Um, the conversation training is about improving people's vocabulary, but it's also about helping people to feel confident. Because if you can feel confident speaking with your English teacher, it will also help you when you're speaking to colleagues or customers or other people. So I, I offer that kind of training where we look specifically at the things that you're finding difficult and then how to address those. I have interview training for people that are applying for jobs in English. Um, where the whole interview is in English or at least part of it will be um, and we do interview job interview practice so that's another option if, if that's something that you'd be interested in so if if you think that I will be able to help you then that's definitely a step you could take um, you can contact me you can email me podcast at englishwithkirsty.com or you can contact me through the show notes page which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 167. Um, so maybe maybe you can do that. Maybe it's not something you need someone else's help with. Maybe you just need to set a bit more time aside for English. Maybe you need to, to find some ways of making it part of your everyday life, like reading more books or consuming more English media or finding some people to speak English with. There can be lots of things. It's not just um, paid training that will help, although that, that, that might help some people that are listening to this. There are lots of things you can do, but if you've decided there's something you want to change, then the next step is to think, OK, how do I do that? Not just because then it doesn't just become a, a wish for the future. It's, it's a real thing that is achievable because you've worked out how you're going to do it. So whatever it is, think about what you want to achieve by the end of the year and, and what you need to do to achieve them, because then they don't just end up as those things that we say we're going to do and, and never end up doing. Because that's, again, that's, that's a waste of time, isn't it? If you're going to commit to something, see it through. And if you're not going to commit to it, then then don't, don't say you will, because you'll only get disappointed then and, and nobody likes being disappointed. So if you're not learning a language, um, because I know that a number of people listen to this podcast because they're more interested in the communication side of things from a 
um, the point of view of someone who isn't learning English. But if, if you're not, then is there something else you want to do that you want to change or be better at or that you, you think you could do, but you just need to, to push yourself a bit harder or to challenge yourself? So whatever it is, whether it's language related or some other area of your life, what, what could you do and how could you achieve it? Um, what could you do that would make you feel that you've really moved a step further towards this goal that you want to reach? Because it's not all about the, the end goal. It's not all about achieving what you plan to do. Sometimes it's about those steps on the way that you're one step closer, that it's a bit easier than it was before. It's a bit better than it was before. And there's it's good to celebrate those as well, because it's, it's the journey and not just getting there, especially if you're learning something. Um, I'm, I'm doing some courses outside of my, my work, some of it is related to my work, some of it isn't. And sometimes it's just, yeah, I, I understood something that I didn't understand before. I can do something now that I couldn't do before. And yeah, I have much bigger goals than that, ultimately what I want to achieve when I finish. But sometimes it's just celebrating the small stuff, like this didn't work yesterday and, and now it does. And, and I'm really happy about that. So um, this is a, a bit late to wish everyone a happy new year now because we are halfway into January. But I, I do wish all of my listeners a happy new year. And I hope that, that something here has helped you to think about what it is that you want to do differently this year. And if there were missed opportunities last year, how you can change change things so that you avoid the same thing happening in 2020. Have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes. 